0: leave that to those who have the daily care of him. You may well be right there, Hugh agreed. I'll go myself and speak with Abbot Rudolphus. He'll know best how to deal. As to the succession, Dame Dionysia need have no concern. The boy's title is secure enough. In times full of trouble with cousins contending bitterly for the throne, and opportunist lords changing their coats according to the pendulum fortunes of this desultory war, Hugh was only too glad to be guardian of a shire which had changed hands but once, and settled down doggedly thereafter to keep King Stephen's title unchallenged, and the tide of unrest at bay from its borders, whether the threat came from the Empress's forces, the unpredictable cantrips of the wild Welshmen of Powys to the west, or the calculating ambition of the Earl of Chester in the north. Hugh had balanced his relationships with all these perilous neighbours for some years now with fair success. It would have been folly to consider handing over Eton to another tenant, whatever the possible drawbacks of allowing the succession to pass unbroken to a child— why upset a family which had remained submissive and loyal, and dug in its heels sturdily to await events when its overlord fled to France? Recent rumour had it that William Fitzallan was back in England, and had joined the Empress in Oxford, and the sense of his presence, even at that distance, might stir older loyalties among his former tenants— but that was a risk to be met when it showed signs of a rising. To give Eton to another tenant might well be to rouse the old allegiance needlessly from its prudent slumber. No, Ludell's son should have his rights. But it would be well to have a look at the steward and make sure he could be trusted, both to keep to his late lord's policies and to take good care of his new lord's interests and lands. Hugh rode out unhurriedly through the town, in the fine mid-morning after the early mist had lifted, gently uphill to the high cross, steeply downhill again by the winding wild to the eastward gate, and across the stone bridge towards the foregate, where the crossing tower of the abbey church loomed solidly against a pale blue sky the severn ran rapid but tranquil under the arches of the bridge still at its mild summer level its two small grassy islands rimmed with a narrow edging of bleached brown which would be covered again when the first heavy rain brought storm water down from wales to the left where the high road opened before him the clustering bushes and trees rising from the riverside just touched the dusty rim of the road before the small houses and yards and gardens of the foregate began. To the right, the mill pool stretched away between its grassy banks, a faint bloom of lingering mist blurring its silver surface, and beyond, the wall of the abbey enclave arose and the arch of the gatehouse. Hugh dismounted as the porter came out to take his bridle. He was as well known here as any who wore the Benedictine habit and belonged within the walls. If you're wanting Brother Cadfail, my lord, offered the porter helpfully, he's away to Saint Giles to replenish their medicine cupboard. But he's been gone an hour or so now he left after chapter. He'll be back soon, surely, if you minded to wait for him. My business is with the Lord Abbot, first,' said Hugh. "'acknowledging without protest the assumption that his every visit here "'must inevitably be in search of one close crony. "'Though no doubt Cadfail will hear the same word afterwards "'if he hasn't heard it in advance. "'The winds always seem to blow news his way "'before they trouble about the rest of us. "'These duties take him forth more than most of us ever get the chance,' "'said the porter good-humouredly. "'Come to that, how do the poor, afflicted souls at St. Giles "'ever come to hear so much of what goes on in the wide world? "'For he seldom comes back without some piece of gossip "'that's amazement to everybody this end of the foregate. "'Father Abbott's down in his own garden. "'He's been closeted over accounts with the sacristan for an hour or more, "'but I saw Brother Benedict leave him a little while ago. "'He reached a veined brown hand to caress the horse's neck, "'very respectfully.' For Hugh's big, raw-boned grey, as cross-grained as he was strong, had little but contempt for all...